Warning, the following program is intended for a mature audience. Trust us, there will be swears. Lots and lots of swears. Don't blame us, though. Blame the dolphins. They do this every year. Enjoy the show. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Hello and welcome into another edition of That So Dolphins Talk. Got myself, Johnny Bake Show, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. We thought that uh, Coach Fudge was going to be back here, uh, that to add some credibility, but to... Uh, no one's surprised. <laughs> no, no one is surprised that... Uh, <laughs> That so, uh, we were thinking about adding a, a regular uh, guest to the Podski here to finish out the the playoff, maybe here. And uh, well, well, he, might be here, he may not be here. Who knows? I mean, he he's definitely not here. He may be up. here later on. We'll see if he hops in. Uh, but the uh, your Miami Dolphins season ended on Saturday night, twenty six to seven, in a game that I pretty much called last week uh, i said it was going to be the same result that the is going to play out the same exact way that, that bills game did except only it was worse and what uh how how down bad were you after the game versus how you're feeling now um i am i didn't hear a peep from you the whole game or afterwards I, you know, it's just kind of, hold on, Lauren, dog food. Okay. It it just kind of was a shocker that we, again, for the, seems like the fourth week in a row, played awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't understand what happened to this offense. There, If you would have showed that offensive performance, to someone who hasn't watched football all year and said, pick the team that leads the league in almost every offensive category. No one was picking the Dolphins. And they haven't for the last four weeks. I would love to see what their four-week average is the last four weeks. It has to be middle of the road, bottom of the the barrel. I just don't understand what happened. I think the defense has figured out what we were doing and they just said, you're not going to, you're not, you're literally not going to, you're literally not going to take the top off. So it doesn't matter. We're just going to play in front of us and you're not going to beat us. I'm just so irritated for the fact that like, we have nothing in the playbook to beat a cover two. I- and it's, how do we not have anything in the playbook to do it? And we didn't run the ball. Didn't feed Raheem. Did not feed Raheem. And, and we he was running the ball well. Again, we... <sighs> literally, told MB, literally told the reporter, we need to run the football. Proceeds 30 seconds later to call three straight pass plays. Oh, that's a Dude, lot of I... damage. Oh, my God. And I don't understand. Yeah, this... I, was, I said to Josh, like, part of me doesn't understand if his play calls are something and Tua is not able to either get the ball to where Mike McDaniel wants it to go or whatever it is, and that's the checkdowns. 
but there still seems to be a lot of just behind the line of scrimmage screen passes called, and they never work. I don't understand no. why. It's literally like you turned into Adam Gase the last month of the season. Tua was Tua was bad, dude. I mean, we we are we are Tua supporters to no end on here, and I'm you can't you can't defend the play of him down the stretch, especially against these good teams. Like he has not shown up, but we can't. There there is blame on him, a hundred percent. But yeah, no no one's played good. Nobody on the team has had. I don't think that there's one player that you could pick out. In a big time game, outside of maybe Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, those are the only ones that I can pick out that they've had really good games against a really good opponent. I, I can't yeah. think of anybody else that's stepped up in any other way. Tyreek doesn't show up. Waddle doesn't show up. Waddle might as well have not even been on the field. I mean, for the, but in his defense, he had a couple balls that he was open on, and two just missed him off yeah. like bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, um, I will never let this team do this to me again. I can tell you that right now. They sucked me in. They got me back so many times. They're like, this is literally proven to me that you can have the best offense in the league and still lose in the wild, like still fail. Yeah, it's bad. How do I get excited? How do I get excited about having an amazing offense and still losing every year? Yeah, and it's and it's not even like we could come in here and say that the defense played bad. No. The defense gave them every opportunity to stay in that game. There's not the defense Correct. at all. When no, you're holding it's the offense field falling goals apart. And you're not scoring touchdowns, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know what happened to it. I He's got to give up play calling duties. He's got to give them up. Dude, we were holding the Chiefs to field goals with a Swiss cheese of a defensive line. Dudes were selling mm-hmm. insurance last Sunday night. And hey, Malik it, Malik Reed looks good. We should probably we might consider keep we should consider keeping it. Well he was cut after training camp or during training camp. Yeah, he looked so, good. I don't know. There's a lot of questions left to be answered. It's 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 really loud uh, around Tua McDaniel. I was I the the answer to me is not to cut Tua. That's not that's not the answer. That's not like there's no you can't you're building to do it this year, 2024 and 2025. That's it. If you don't get it done 2025, the the cap restrictions are so tight. Everybody needs paid at that point. Like the window is to 2025. And dude, you I already missed part be... one. You may you, you got to figure out for part two and part three. We, there may be a realistic chance that they go quarterback in the draft. I don't know if we're going quarterback. I don't think they're going quarterback in the first round. I don't uh, mean first round, but I bet I bet they spend an early round pick. I bet I wouldn't be surprised if it's third or fourth round quarterback. Uh, Why? Well, I, I mean, you can't be. You can't continue to pay a backup quarterback like ten million dollars. It's that we're past that game now. You've and got then to think about the future. Them, you know, if Tua proves to not be it again next year, it's just so tough to say because he leads the league in all these statistical categories, and we're talking about like, and and everybody wants to sit down and point the fingers at Tua. Like, yeah, Tua played like shit, but like, there's ten other dudes that he's still the most pressured quarterback in the league. 
the offensive line is still a problem. We said this about Connor Williams. Connor Williams needs to be him and Robert Hunt are one A and one B that need to be resigned. I'm sorry yeah. if you're in the camp that you think that Christian Wilkins needs to be resigned. He, there, we got to cut ties with some. We can't keep everybody. We're yeah. in. We're now in the ball game where we're not keeping everybody. And you and the only reason that I say we gotta we gotta cut ties with Wilkins is because you paid Sealer cheaper, who had way better production and a way better season, and. You have to think about you got a Holland. His this he's he's coming up on the last year of his deal. Waddle. Yeah, he's gonna want something, I think. There's so many dudes that we're thinking about that are coming up on their deals that are gonna need to get paid. Somebody's gonna be left out. Do you want Javon Holland left out? Because I don't feel comfortable leaving Javon Holland out. Do you want to leave? Do you want to leave uh, Jalen Waddle out? I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave Waddle out. <laughs> like these are very core fundamental pieces that. I'm sorry, Christian Wilkins. He has not statistically he wants close to Aaron Donald money. He's not even remotely in Aaron Donald's atmosphere. Yeah, no, he's, I, I would he's not. Good. Put him in he's there. good. I'm not saying he's Chris is bad or anything, but he has not, he has not proven to be worth $20 million. And the thing with him is I would argue if you remove this stupid ass plays that he makes sometimes, how many times do we, how many times have we said throughout the year, that was a really stupid play by Christian. He just cost us on third down. Now, now yep. the defense is back on the field. Like that, that, that's stalked down for me because of that. Right. I'm not saying like, I would not be mad if we re-signed Wilkins. I think he brings a lot of energy to the defense. I think he is definitely the, the the mouthpiece for us like he brings a lot of good to the team but to your point he's not Aaron Donald he can't get he, you can't give Aaron Donald money no. um so I mean you got to look we got Van Ginkle we got Holland Wilkins Gink, Gink's on Waddle. Holland is next year Gink is this year Gink's going to be your free agent this year yeah but Holland and... may sit out no, Holland said he's going to let his agent handle it. He he said in exit interviews today that or locker clean out that he's he's letting his agent handle it. He's not worried about it. If it gets okay. done, great. If not, then they'll worry about it after next year. And the only reason I say Connor Williams and Robert Hunt are one A one B, Connor Williams is number one. When Connor Williams played this year, we averaged thirty four point two four points per game. 461 yards of total offense. We only allowed eight sacks, and that was through eight games. The 10 games that Connor Williams missed, we went down to 22 points per game. We only had 339 yards of total offense. We allowed 25 sacks. That's no coincidence that the offense has sputtered ever since Connor Williams went out. He's we we've been you've been saying it literally since he got injured that he is the biggest blow to this team, and it showed yep. down the stretch. Yeah, it cost us like. And you want to, I mean, we're talking about people like Armstead's done. I think he's gone. He's still dead cat money, which is there's people that want, if you're, if you're one of the people that you want to run Armstead to retire, he's worth $23 million dead cap. Or when he retires, even if he retires dead money. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's a problem. Like we're we're in cap hell. We're forty million dollars over the cap. We can't keep everybody. Now we can restructure people, and that's very possible. I don't. I mean, Tyreek, Jalen, Chubb, um, 
they're probably going to get they're going to for for them to get under the cap they're going to have to get restructured you can't pay Tyreek Hill 31 million dollars um, yeah and you're going to it's and Xavier Howard he's his dead cap hit is 23 million dollars i'm sorry Teron Armstead's uh, cap hit's 24 million dollars dead money so it's gonna have to. You're gonna have to trade. I'm. I'm. I, I'm okay with trading Xavier Howard. There's already been reports that C.J. Gardner Johnson is on the Finns' radar for free agency. I think he's a great compliment. He already knows the Fangio system. He literally played in uh, Philadelphia last year whenever Fangio was, you know, being a special assistant to that defense. He knows the system in and out. Ramsey knows the system. X has become comically unreliable. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, his ball skills are gone. Yeah, that's the problem. Which I mean, again, those, that's the problem with those man corners. Man. He's an old man. Like it's time to go. Yeah. Um, we, his window's gone. I'm sorry. The other, the other thing too is that Emmanuel Ogba is 17 million dollars oh. uh, owed next year. His dead cap hits only four million, so I can see him gone now next year. This is the hilarious part. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who is getting paid $10 million next year. That's a dead cap hit. Byron Jones. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. They're paying Byron Jones $10 million next year. Dead money. There's moves to be made that they can get under the cap, but well, I mean, you know, Ross one... cut checks and put everything in signing bonus and all that shit. Yeah. They're going to have to do that. We're in that game now. And we're and to alleviate even more cap space, they're gonna have to extend to a that's the only way you you can alleviate 14 to 15 million dollars immediately by signing extending to a because he's not gonna play on a fifth year option that hamstrings your cap situation. If you if you yeah. want to get funky in free agency and you want to be able to add somebody like a uh like a Mike Evans, uh you can do that uh if you extend and restructure these people and they did it this year they restructured Tyreek they restructured Ramsey they restructured Chubb uh Teron Armstead they they restructured all those guys and they got under I mean we've got to find in my opinion in the draft and free agency at least two corners yeah because Cam Smith appears to not be it you know what I don't understand with Cam Smith do you remember during training camp he was like shut down according to all of our reporters what mm-hmm. happened? I guess, I don't know. I have literally no idea. I I don't know. I, Fangio don't trust him, and I think that you need to. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you need to. We need to go. We need to get two corners in the um in free agency because you got to replace. There's no sense of bringing Eli Apple back, and maybe for comfortability reasons. I don't know. He has some bonehead plays sometimes. I think you can cut ties with him. Cater Kohu had a sophomore slump, and you're gonna you, you can't keep Xavier Howard. He's a liability. He's not healthy anymore. Uh, how many seasons in a row has it been? He's been hurt by the time he's limping into the postseason, and he didn't even make it to the yep. postseason this year. Yep. So I think that Wilkins and Ogba and Xavier Howard are departures. And God, do I hope that Duke Riley's out of here. God, do I hope he's out of here, dude. He's so bad. He's gonna, he's, uh, he's uh, getting paid $3 million next year. 
<laughs> they need a middle linebacker. If you cut so all need... three of those people, you free up a lot of cash. You're going to have to trade X, though. We need tackle. You need defensive tackle. You need a middle linebacker. You need two corners. You re-signed Deshaun Elliott, I think. Yeah, I think you re-signed Deshaun Elliott, but that's just defensively. We then Armstead's gone. We need. Are we sure about tackle. that? He, I don't think, I don't think that, um, I don't think Armstead's going to go. He has too much guaranteed money that if he, um, if he retires, he doesn't get the money. Mm. That's the only thing that makes me think that he's coming back. But you still have to replace. I don't know if Isaiah Wynn's going to come back. I would assume he'd come back and he's going to be on the cheap. You got to pay Connor Williams, as we said. You got to pay Rob Hunt, and you already paid. You already paid Austin Jackson, so that alleviated pressure. But you can't. The argument here is nobody. People don't want to resign Tua, and it's too late. You have to, you have to limit, you have to. I don't think you get, you, he's, he, based off of performance, he can't be the number one paid quarterback in the NFL. I mean, no. but statistically, every category, understandable, his agent's going to walk in there and say, yeah, well, he led the league in passing and he led the league in all these things. That's fantastic. But, um, if he gets a deal in the 40 million ish a year range, okay, that's that's pretty much where I think he's good. He can't be, he's not a $50 million quarterback. No, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, we've got to, I mean, there's no one, we're not going to find anyone better than Tua. I, I've heard Russell Wilson. I, no, I don't want Russell <laughs> no. Wilson in this offense. I, like, if you're, I, if you're, if your answer to fixing the fins is, by getting Justin Fields or getting Kirk Cousins, just shut the pot off now because we, we don't even want to talk to you because that's not the answer. No. I'm not no, saying who is the answer either, but he's the only answer that we have right now. And everything is built for this right now. And that's the other conversation we need to have about Mike McDaniel and this offense. I mean, I think, I think you know, we're obviously going to run it back as much as we can offensively. Like, I just... Dude, Connor Williams and Rob Hunt not having them scares me. Like, think about all the people we have to pay and we're over the cap. Yeah. Yep. Late round draft pick. Uh, I think we picked 24 and 54. I think those are our picks so far. Um, And then, so like, here's, I just, it's the same thing that we've been saying pretty much since that first Kansas City game. Our offense is predicated on too much of cute, fugazi motion and timing and precision and all of that. And if you throw a stick in the wheel, you're going to crash. And it's, yep. it's too, it's, this is a great statistic that P, that PFF put out. In the average, pretty much the average for a true pass set percentage of offensive linemen is around it's around 45%. The Dolphins are at a 27%. We're not lining up in a true pass set. We don't just line up and say this is what we're doing. We're not like it's a problem. That's why we're running screens that's you can't tell me that 
Tua is not good enough to just line up, or anybody on this offense is not good enough to just line up and we're we're going. Yeah, like, like there doesn't have to be all of this. I don't mind the motion, but we I don't need like I, there's uh, there's too much window dressing. Like I don't yes. mind motion to identify coverage, but like there's got to be an ability to build other route concepts into that other than basically if the motion's happening, it's the plays involving the motion guy is what it feels like. Yeah. Wherever the motion's going, that's where the ball's most likely going. And their bread and butter has been that motion into that wheel or that wheel sit down. Like mm-hmm. that's their bread and butter off the, and like everyone picked up on it and just started sitting in that lane. And we had no adaption off of that. There was no flexibility. And Besides that, we didn't consistently stick to the run enough to give anyone that actual threat that, hey, this could be a run or, you know, hey, we, we need to fill the box here. Like they were set on letting Tua either throw it into one window or, hey, he has to jump to a second, third read and do something off schedule, which is where he is not his best. Yeah. I, I the, if you look at it, if you look at the Dolphins games, they look phenomenal on the first 15 scripted plays. Once they get off the scripted plays, it it's like chaos starts ensuing. It's like McDaniel, he can't be contained. And then the communication breaks down. It's been two, it's been two years. And every time we lose, it's a communication issue. You the definition of insanity, that that's that's all I keep that keeps playing in my head. How many games have we played with McDaniel and we can't get the plays in on time. We can't figure out the fucking snap count. How many fucking games have we played? How many snaps have we had? We can't figure out the snap count. We're in the NFL. How many times is this gonna happen? This is a problem. dude. The pre-snap, the pre-snap People penalties, operational were awful issues. Awful. We kicked ourselves in the foot or in the ass so many times. Oh, oh. Oh, there he is. We're in here, baby. We're in here. So, Coach, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, popping in. Legitimate credibility here to our discussion. We're discussing this Dolphins issue of why can they not figure out how to get the plays in fast enough? Why? Why is it every time that they are in a in a big game? Why is it always a communication breakdown? Is it too much window dressing? Is it McDaniel? Is it what are what are the what do you as a as a legitimate FCS coach? What are your issues that you see on the field? All right, combination of things. And again, haven't seen the Dolphins too much this year, outside of a handful of games. Uh, is this primarily happening in road games? Yes. That's problem number one. Crowd gets louder on the road. So now the headset you got, depending on how your drive's going, 15 to 20 seconds to get the play call in. Now play clock, you're sitting there rolling on a 25-second play clock. You got 10 seconds. That's it. So it could be a thing in the West Coast that – Verbiage, typically the West Coast has a lot of verbiage. So that could be a part of the issue of the play call getting in late. Other times it could just be crowd noise. And it was cold as 
all get out on uh, Saturday night, ears don't work as well in the cold. <laughs> I don't know. They seem to be working on Kansas City sideline. Hey, boys, I'll tell you this. That game looked brutally cold. Yes. I don't care if you got heated benches, them big old furry coats. <laughs> I was cold watching that thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't warm, but it dude the offense has sputtered the last four weeks. So I can't even like I don't fuck the weather. What I wanna know is why why we we don't have the ability to just have a traditional offense. We've done everything predicated on motions and things of like that nature, and when that's working, that's fine. But because it's matched up so much with the RPO and timing style of quarterbacking not allowing us to have a traditional like pass set john just put out a stat that of our pass sets only 27 percent of them would be considered a traditional pass set so we are not like our offensive line are usually run blocking initially and it's getting the ball out quickly yes it's still downfield like i'm not saying it's it's short passes we you know two leads the league in downfield throwing percentage like i, I understand that but it seems like in crunch time we don't have the ability to just run a traditional offense. Yeah, I mean, thing about that that's tough is it goes back to all those injuries. I think when you have that many injuries, you got to get the ball out quick. Yeah, because we were looking at the Connor Williams statistics with Connor Williams in the lineup. Their numbers are significantly better. Than without. Whenever they, whenever Connor, in the eight games that Connor Williams played this year, they averaged 34 and a quarter points a game, 462 yards of offense, and they allowed eight sacks. In the 10 games that Connor Williams missed, they went down to 23 points a game, 339 yards of offense, and they allowed 25 sacks. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think. I guess now we can talk about offseason because they aren't the team of destiny. <laughs> no, they let me down again. I think. But, I mean, God, this has been a problem with the Dolphins ever since we've been watching them since college. Yeah. Like, O-line's a position to need. It's one of those you don't want to have, like, plan for five guys getting hurt. But you got to at least have something. Like that backup crew was the skeleton crew was rough. Eichenberg is so bad at football. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> we tried. So bad. We tried to give him love here, but he's just not. Dude, good. he was so pink. And <laughs> we tried to. T- we talked a little bit about uh, Teron Armstead. He said that he is undetermined whether or not he comes back, but he's got a lot of guaranteed money that's an issue so they don't know if he's coming back or not it's not good so um but yeah look into the offseason what are what other stuff you got what do you, what do you think about trey um i just can't get out of my mind i mean let's just make it let's just go through a quick list here ginkle realistically ginkle tua Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, 
back. Yeah. Missing someone. Wilkins. I, I mean, maybe, maybe you or they already extended Jerome. They all they need to. I, I don't know of anybody else that's left. Like those are the big five, I think. So that's five that absolutely need signed. Yeah. And then you have the Hollands of the world who are playing on a rookie contract, the Waddle of the world playing on a rookie contract. Jalen Phillips is on a rookie contract. Jalen Phillips, well, you can get away with that because of the injury, so he's he doesn't have any leverage at this point. No, but he does have some pretty good production outside of that. He's not due for two more years, I don't think. Yeah. No, or yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, like, so those two guys, that's their last year of the rookie deal. They're probably going to want a deal. Well, I, Holland's going to want a deal, and I think Waddle's going to want a deal. You can't put people in the fifth-year option because it's too much money. Correct. So then, so that's seven people that need signed on this team, realistically. Yeah. Okay, that's on the team currently. Yeah. Then we we go out and we're talking about losing. So Jerome Baker, torn ACL. So he when's he going to be back? I don't know. Or, no, is he back for week one? No, he just had a broken wrist. Broken yeah. wrist, sorry. Wrist. Baker, broken wrist. So he should be back for week one. He should be back week one. David Long will Phillips. be back week one. I would assume they said um, they said that Xavier Howard does not require surgery, but I expect them to trade him because of his cap. He, he, I think he's a cap casualty. They can't cut him. They're going to have to trade him. So you're looking for a cornerback. You're looking for two corners, I think, because I think they're going to cut ties with Eli Apple as well. Yeah. So you're looking for two corners. We're looking f- and and then like Jalen Phillips might not be back week one. Bradley Chubb might not is definitely not back week one. Nope. So we have to find pass rushers for the early part of the season. Yeah. The early they're not going to be back next year is going to be the most important part because down the stretch this year, yeah, like all oh, you had all those injuries, but you got to put yourself in a position where you're not trying to chase down at the end of the year. I feel like correct. Mm. So I, I just don't, I don't know what we do. Like, we're going to obviously, we're going to talk about the draft at some yeah. point on this podcast, probably not today, but at some point we're going to do a draft, but like the immediate need is is what impact can we have in free agency? I'm sure Vangio wants some guys on this team, but we're 40 million over the cap. Like Ogball, I agree. I think Ogball's got to go. I think Xavier Howard's got to go. Yep. I think Duke Riley's got to go. Oh my gosh, is Duke Riley got to go? Duke I would not go. be surprised. I like Raheem Mostert, but I would not be surprised if he goes. Really? Because here's the thing. He's coming off the best season he's ever had. He's going to want more money. He's going he's gonna to say, I just scored 31. I led the league in touchdowns. Like, I cannot make. But he's also 32. He's going to be 32 years old next year. I, I understand that. But he, and he's going to say, I'm 31 at the best year of my career. I'm on the come up. I'm built different. <laughs> he's going to want more money, which is fine. But I, I'm fine with, with A-Chan. I, like, I, I'm fine if he's our feature back. He's the real deal. Like I'm, I'm excited about him, and and I really would like to build the offense around him and get away from building that offense around Tyreek. Like we have the ability now to that San Francisco 49ers offense is built around McCaffrey. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think Achan is McCaffrey. I he's not I, a bell cow. 
John, I I don't know if he can. Again, McCaffrey had the worst injury issues early on. You, he was never healthy, and now the yeah. last two seasons he got his body right, and he's the best running back in the league. And Achan has the exact same skill set as him. They're the identical football. They're the exact same football player. Yeah. They both are smaller in stature, have excellent hands, are quick as hell, and can run the ball in between the tackles. Well, I think the obvious the obvious is that you got to sign, at least if we're talking offensively, if we're talking offensively, priority number one is the Connor Williams, Robert Hunt. They need signed instantly. Then once you get them done, I think the next priority is tight end one. No more Durham Smythe. I think we go. I think we draft. I think we draft tight end first round. No, I don't know about first round. I I like I like I like Julian Hill. But I want him to uh, develop into a little bit more of a pass catcher role, and I think that he could be he could develop into something. But my they they miss they sort everybody that you look that is an actual good team. They all have a tight end that can stretch the field that can also block. And it's not a tip to the hat on what you're doing, depending on personnel that's out there. Yep. Well, and that's like, uh, you know, I think biggest thing is I'll be honest. I thought hunt was terrible on Saturday. Yeah. Is that how he always plays or is he normally better than that? He's normally better than that. Might've been Chris Jones. Might've been Chris Jones. Might've been Chris Jones. Chris Jones he, makes people look terrible. <laughs> yeah, I forgot how good Chris Jones was until I watched him in that game, and I was like, "Oh, baby." Uh, yeah, you gotta you still gotta address the line and re-sign some pieces, bring in some younger guys that you can continue to develop. Uh, yeah, Smythe can can go for all I care. They tried to mix it up this week, and they were running the ball and running it at him, and it. You go watch that game again. Most of the time when it was one, two negative yard runs, the running the ball at Durham Smythe, it was pitiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. You got to look at some DBs. That DB rooms. Oof. Depleted. Ramsey. Yeah, that's what we we said, too. We said you got to go. You're probably going to have to trade Xavier Howard because of money issues, but you got to sign at least two because you got to replace Eli Apple and you got to get at least another one. The rumors out there were CJ uh, Gardner Johnson already. They're already looking at him for free agency. Hey man, I, when he was with the Eagles, loved him. Yeah. Loved him, but he's going to garner a pretty penny. Yep. <sighs> It doesn't look good for the fit. I mean, we're fucked. We're no, dude. We're gonna no. be. We are fucked. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I mean, I think we're gonna have a very similar season next year. If we're looking ahead, I think it's the same, eleven to six ish, ten seven, twelve and twelve and five. Maybe. No. They're not. They're not entirely screwed. They got. They got some chances to be able to make a good little run. Dude, just build the offense around Devon A. Chan. I don't understand how hard that is. 
and then let Tyreek eat. Tyreek is going to eat no matter what. You don't have to build an offense around him. Build it around the run game and allow Tyreek Hill to eat off of that. I don't understand, dude. It's fundamental football. How do we have a run game coordinator as a play caller and he does not understand that the the, the offense moves how the run game moves? <laughs> the wheels are starting uh. to come off. He's got to give up play calling duties. Frank Smith is getting interviewed for OC positions. Give him the reins. You can direct it. You can build the offense. You can build the game plan. But let him call the game. I think that Frank Smith's out. And I think that they're going to hire within and probably upgrade the Darren Bevel, which I think was that's the succession plan that everyone keeps saying is that Darren Bevel is the succession plan. Let no who no one else knows Tua better than Darren. He's in the meetings with him every single day and let freaking darren i don't care who dude i don't care if west walker calls the place just might be going too no i don't think he better not go to new england he doesn't want to go to new england who wants to work with those you want to go from working with tyree kill and jalen waddle to working with Devonte parker and juju smith shootster i don't know no Go go work with his boys, Rob Mayo, man. They won some Super Bowls together. Well, uh, I don't know, but uh, if if we're looking, it, we really, really kind of like lost our wheels there. I think that if we're going to keep this in perspective for the season, if I'm looking at it half full instead of half empty, this oh. was probably the most legit this was a legitimate entertaining season like this was the first time the dolphin a dolphin season was actually entertaining like you can <laughs> see you also you also just said to me when we started this show before we went live kind of feels good that that's over <laughs> you did say that so yeah it was entertaining but it also sucked the fandom out of me. I've never been this down on this team. How, when I realized that I've always dreamed about having the number one offense in the NFL, we when I it. realized that having the number one offense in the NFL only led to an early playoff exit on the Saturday before actual Sunday football that matters, so depressing. That's what we are. The We're the new Lions, dude. We When we make the playoffs, it throws on the early game. And then we lose. That's what we're going to become. I know. Tua is freaking Jake Plummer. Oh, my God. He's, he's Jake DeLone. <laughs> he's Jake DeLone. Jake DeLone Jake, made it to the Super Bowl. He did go to a Super Bowl. He was a kickoff away from winning a Super Bowl. He was. I mean, I'm going through it right now. Like, I'm sitting here dreading 8 o'clock for the Eagles game. Because you, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, it's. What's going? I mean, AJ Brown's disheveled. What do you mean? He deleted everything of Eagles related off of his social media. Like he's completely off of them. We'll be good, bro. We'll be good. <laughs> He'll play tonight, maybe. He's not playing tonight. He's not he's playing. Already they already ruled him out. Oh hell. Smitty playing? I don't know. 
I'm assuming. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? Hey, is old, is old Sirianni on the hot seat? He ought to win tonight or what? Nah. I saw a thing that said Sirianni we got, on the hot seat, even if they lose. We got Julio Jones. We'll be good. <laughs> Dude, what if Julio has a uh, straight up just renaissance game tonight? Bro, and what was it, last week? Last week they have one or two? One touchdown, maybe. Maybe just the week before. I don't know. It's all run together. No, nah, we'll be all right. We'll go in tonight, handle Tampa Bay, win by three points. Jake the Snake Elliott probably kick a game-winning, like, 61-yard field goal. I hope Baker Mayfield plants a flag in the middle of the field again. <laughs> uh, as long as the Steelers beat the Bills. Yes, as long as the Steelers beat the Bills. We are recording this before that game, so hopefully uh, that uh, – hopefully that's – the thing that happens, but <sighs> listen, if I, the Steelers, if the Steelers beat the Bills and the Eagles win, just come come to me for the pickums. Six for six and silver wild card. Yeah, I mean there's really nothing much to say about the Dolphins. We it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I'm tired of talking about them. Rest of the games this week, uh Coach Fudge was uh he's you're three for three so far, aren't you? Four for four, baby. Four for four. Got to love them Lions. I can't believe the Lions. They won that game, and the- I was awful in so many, so many. I I might be over three, over four. I was gonna say I think I picked the opposite of you, Trey. So yeah, you might you might be. Texans routed the Browns. Oh, and- I got that so wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, obviously I picked the I said the Chiefs were gonna beat the Finns, so I got that one right. Um, oh, we celebrate that one. Woo-hoo! A Dolphins podcast, and the only pick you got right was Chiefs. It was one just of the me, just it was the easiest pick of the week. Uh, and then, uh, dude, how about yeah. the Cowboys getting blowed out? Are are the Dolphins the new Cowboys? Are the Cowboys Man. still the same? Are the Cowboys the new Dolphins? I don't know. Here's, a, here's an interesting statistic that I saw earlier today. For everybody that wants to get up and say that Dan Marino was the greatest Dolphins quarterback of all time, he absolutely was, not disputing that. Brother had an 8-10 and 10 record in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. God, so. man. Well, I was talking to someone today, and they said this about being a Cowboys fan. Not a stressful year this year for him. You're either winning by a lot, or losing by a lot. There's no middle ground. That's the way it was for the Dolphins. You're either. It kind of felt like that was the Dolphins. That's a lie. They're at the end of the year. No, that, that Chargers game was close. They tra- yeah, the Chargers game was close. That original Chiefs game was close. The Eagles game was close until five minute mark. Man, I just wonder what would happen to this team if we beat the Titans. So, they would have played it. They would have played it at home. They would have never had to worry about that Bills game at the end of the year. They would have had. They would have been able to rest the starters. Probably would have played. Probably would have played the Texans. Oof. Actually, no. They probably would have played either the Browns, the Steelers, or and or the Bills. Uh, they'd be into the second week. <laughs> I don't know, man. That 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 Titans loss. My God, is that Titans loss? That's so bad. Dude, I fucking hate this team so much. <laughs> I 
I'm done. I, I like. I don't even no. want. He'll be back. He'll even... be back by the draft. <sighs> he'll be back by the end of the week. Yeah, the Bills will lose, and he'll be like, "Oh, AFC East, which is down this year. We'll be good next year. We'll be back, <laughs> boys. We'll be back." <sighs> I'm taking a nice golf trip to Tampa next week, and that's all I'm thinking about. Ooh. I mean, Buccaneers might still be playing. Might have to slide through. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so tonight's games, we had the Eagles and the um, and the uh, Bills game. So, I don't know. We can't really look forward to much of the games next week because we don't even know what's going to happen. But I guess theoretically, I guess we can. So, um, let's pull those. I got to pull those up real quick. There's in the uh, playoff scenarios. Playoffs? Playoffs. Hey, is anyone worried about uh Aaron Rodgers being healthy next year and playing for the Jets? That doesn't scare you guys at all? No, not unless they Trump built a wall for their offensive line. I think we'll be fine. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm not worried because I think that there's just been so much dysfunction this year. Like, yeah, they could come out and they can play really good. I mean, the defense is good. What do they have? What can they do to get better? I don't know. They're gonna have to sign. Literally, the only thing that's gonna make them better is get is like literally if they invest all of their offseason into the offensive line. Now, if they get an offensive line, I'm a little bit worried. But outside of Garrett Wilson, I don't know who they're throwing the football to. True. I don't know who they got. And I don't even know if you can even throw the football to Garrett Wilson. Is he is he an actual dude or is that is he it's is hard he, to tell? It's hard, it's hard to tell. So I don't I don't think that the I think that the Jets slide in. I think that the Dolphins and the Jets are going to be fighting for uh second place in the AFC East. Depends on what happens with the Bills tonight. Seriously. Did the Bills if the Bills lose, the Bills are going to be in shambles if Josh Bills, Allen throws this game. Cuz it's not like the Steelers were this uh crazy good team. But also, I mean, the the East runs through Buffalo until you until you make them quit. Yeah. Until it proves otherwise. Yeah. So, I don't see the Patriots really getting into the mix at all next year. Maybe they might. They're going to be like that pesky fucking Patriots team that's going to like hang. They're going to be like the team they were probably this year again. Is what I'm anticipating. Um. Hey, unpopular opinion. I think I might be out on Jalen Waddle. Ooh. So, if you don't have Jalen Waldo, who do you want? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that Mike Evans scenario we talk about, but... The only reason I said Mike Evans was because Nick Hicks said uh, said about adding Mike Evans to this roster. Yeah, I mean, do Waddle has... He doesn't have the ability... I'm, I'm just thinking back to the games this year. The big drops he has. He doesn't high point the football. He doesn't know how to high point the football. Him and Tyreek both catch like Mike Wallace. Everything, hands underneath. They yeah. never high point the football, ever. And it's continued to prove to be an issue in, when some of those balls that aren't I, like almost perfect, Waddle can't climb the ladder and get it. We need, a, we need someone that can climb the ladder and get it. If the Bucks come to me and say, Mike Evans in a second for Jalen Waddle. Taking that in a heartbeat. 
Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, a second in Mike Evans for Jalen Waddle. There's actually a vertical threat and not just like a, not like a, I'm going to run past you vertical threat, like somebody that can climb the ladder. That's Correct. a game changer. That's something they don't have. Correct. Like that's what takes this offense to the next level. As much as the tight end would help, especially in the run game, we don't have that traditional. I mean, I think we've used used Ingold as much as we could in that role, but like I love Ingold. 